Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. Uh, this week's episode is my good friend Nolan. Uh, very happy to have him on the show. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at ohelnolan. Uh, check out rvacomedy.com and then rvacomedy, the hashtag, the at on any social media. Oh, I just got a text from Nolan. Oh, well, we're going to watch a movie tomorrow, so. Uh, cool. Check out the RVA Podcast Network, you know the plugs. Check out uh, Trash Bang Show if you're listening to this on the day it comes out. Uh, they have two shows, the 19th and the 20th. Uh, the show's called Earth Bang. It's going to be amazing. I'll be there for sure. Um, ch- 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 oh, uh, I said Harvey County, second best. Uh, no, that's it. Cool. Well, enjoy the episode, guys. How long, how long will I slide or separate myself? I've been biking a lot more, and, like, I mostly, like, biked in the colder weather mm-hmm. recently, so I, that's all I can remember, but, like, in the last summer, I would have to bring, like, two shirts with me wherever I went, yeah. just because it was so hot, and, like, biking, to come do this with you, Yeah, it was gorgeous out, and then I got here, and I'm just like, oh, it's so hot. Dying. It's so hot. And I was wearing pants, which... I always do, but like, yeah. If this is if this is seventy five in April, yeah. What are we in for? Oh, no. Um, uh, it's funny you say that because I at one point, uh, I didn't have a driver's license when I moved to Virginia. Oh, you, you weren't kidding. We were gonna have cracks on the episode right away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, you know. But okay, you're saying. Um, and uh, because I lived in Idaho, mm-hmm. um, which. Anywhere I wanted to go, I could just ride my bike. And I... Wait, wait, when did you live in Idaho? Uh, I moved here eight years ago. So you grew up there? Yeah, I grew up there. Okay, that's good. Well, I moved there when I was three, and then I basically... I figured we needed some context for it. So yeah, you, you yeah. had no reason to, to get it. I remember my brother didn't actually... Wasn't going to go get his. Um, he's like, I don't need to. Yeah. I'm close enough to everything. Yeah, and I moved here, and I was like, oh, I want to, like, go to Richmond proper, and, oh, you you can't just, like, walk there or bike there? That doesn't uh, <laughs> work that way. Um, so when I moved here uh, and I got my first job working at a gas station, which was like maybe three to five miles from my house, enough to walk, but also kind of sucked to walk. I can I can imagine. Yeah, I, I have to my, my my like commute like the theater commute like that bike ride was like two and a half miles. Okay. So, like, imagine walking that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think on Google it was, like, 11 minutes or something like that. For a walk? No, for a bike. <laughs> At oh, least oh, from... Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but so, so anyway, uh, I ended up getting a little bike to get to and from work. And then from there, I progressed to getting a, a scooter. So for a very long time, which I actually took from... My parents lived in Chesterfield, and I would ride 
basically every day down into Richmond, which is about a 45-minute trip, uh-huh. like, on a scooter. Because you can't go on the highway with those things. You have to stick to, like, a sure. road. Um, and so when you said that, like, for a very long time, I and I still do somewhat to this day, like, whenever I would go out, I would literally, like pack up like I'm preparing for the end of days. Like I need to be ready for potentially not being home for a while. Exactly. Well, I don't know when I'll come back this way. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what I'll need when I'm out in the world. I don't know what I'm going to face out there. Yeah. So I'd like have like a light jacket and a heavier jacket mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. just every Especially little in thing. in the winter. You have to like bundle up if you're, when you're like in, in people still bite during the winter. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I, actually, I normally wear a backpack. Uh, but I've been trying to get away with just a fanny pack, so I'm like, I only need, like, four things where I'm going today. Mm-hmm. But I will typically overpack. Yeah. Just because I'm like, I don't know, I might need an extra shirt. Like, I might, uh, you know, I, I, when I, I with biking, like, I sweat through the shirt. Right. And I was like, I don't want to go in all gross and sticky. I also get very, uh, flummoxed, I guess is a word, in, like, transitional weather, because I'm like, I never know how to prepare for that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like... Should I have, like, my flannel or, like, whatever? I also, I just really like to have a shirt with a pocket on it. You're also a very fashionable guy. I appreciate that. <laughs> I have a lot I have a lot to say on the topic. Okay. But I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. If it comes back again, I'll dive deeper. Yeah, we could, we could circle back to that. Let's get my name tag off. Writing fashion down. Writing? I do have a notebook. He has a notebook. No, I do. There's the notebook. It's a studio-only notebook. Studio-only. This does not leave the space. So let's go ahead and... You know, it's funny. I have this intention to have this, but, like, I don't really use that much. I just On this page, I just wrote Dream Breakfast. I think that was Kimberly's. That's the story of every notebook I've ever owned. My stand-up notebook is actually pretty cool. I've bought so many notebooks, and there's, like... A couple have, like a few things written in them. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of them have like just pages ripped out because at one point I was just really critical of myself. Well, I think that's a stage that you, ha- I, everyone goes through, right? Yeah. Oh man, let's get into that. Yeah. Uh, let, let's get it with the, t- with the, on, on the, the, I'm trying to stay more on the podcast topic, I guess. Let's yeah. get it out on the topic with cr- critiquing your own art first and then we'll let it go wherever like it wants to go. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so other than improv, just real quick, like what are the things, oh, this is Nolan, by the way. Hi. I never do intros. I, I, I always, I, I don't even do the intros in the intro. Like, sometimes I'll just skip and, like, uh, anyway, so, uh, other than improv, yeah, what, what, what else do you do? Just real quick, sorry. Um, I play music occasionally. I, I have some pictures or video of you doing that. Yeah. Um, Maybe a snap. That was actually, like, my, my first creative endeavor. Okay. I guess. Which... Yeah. Well, actually, you know, uh, pretty much same. Mm-hmm. One that I took seriously and, like, learned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess that was the same, the first. Well, because that's an easy thing to get into because you already listen to music. Right. You're already, like, you already love bands. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I'm sure some of the first songs you learned were by your favorite band. Yeah, um, the first song I ever learned on guitar was, uh, Smoke on the Water. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the first riffs I ever learned. And then I took lessons from this guy who, it was in, it was like a six-week course maybe, or mm-hmm. maybe even less, it might have been four. And I literally paid him, uh, I can't remember how much it was, but he taught me Back in Black and Hell's Bells, and that was the lesson. Like, Just learning those two songs? Yep, and I remember asking him, like, hey, are we gonna, are you gonna teach me, like, scales or anything, like, useful? And he's like, um, no, I think we're just gonna stick to these two songs. I'm like, alright, cool, well, I'm really good at these two songs now, and I, I kind of pieced from there, like, 
what different other things. Yeah. And like also learning through collaboration too. With playing with you mean playing with playing with other people, yeah. yeah. I found a dude I was actually playing house bells in my parents' garage and this dude in my neighborhood like walked past the garage knocked on it and I opened it up and he's like, Hey, are you playing A C D C? I'm like, Yeah And we ended up hanging out and playing music together. I love that. Yeah. I love I love uh I love that you had two songs too. Like I think about like the first song I ever learned I had a I took a class. And my first my it was like a high school class. Mm-hmm. Um and like we had a test, so we had to learn a song. So the first song I ever learned was one I could play. Which was one two three four by the Plain White Tees. Okay, but I did the solo part too. Yeah, in my first class, I was like, "This is pretty." That's not bad. Pretty adventurous of me to choose like that. But like the first song I ever learned was uh, I'm trying to figure out which Fall Out Boy song it was. <laughs> I think it might have been Dance Dance. I think I learned all the parts to it. Okay. Um, I never like learned like the, like I never like played the song, mm-hmm. but that was actually the song that got me the music, the drum beat. That was the first thing, time I was ever interested in, like, learning more about it. Because I was fascinated with, like, just how just those two, the snare and the kick, yeah, um, work together. So much so that that's, like, still how I think. Okay. I think a lot about those two. Where even, like, I love toms, but they, like, fall off for me. With the way I think, basically. Yeah. You approach it from a more grounded perspective. And, and the symbols are really meant to highlight and really bring, like, I love being loud and, like, mashing something. So, yeah. like, that's to me what, like, kind of... I don't know, it's a weird way to think about music, but also, like, that's where, like, it started for me. Sure. I mean, a lot of people are more rhythm-driven or whatever. I tend to stick more to, the, like, the melodies mm-hmm. and stuff, like the little... Oh, okay. Little tinier details. I, uh, I don't have the time to commit to gain the um, technical skills mm-hmm. needed to do that, and I've, I've come to terms with that. So I stick to rhythm, and that's fun for me. That's fun. Rhythm I mean, is like the guitar version of what I what I like look look at in drums. Okay, yeah. I, that, I guess that's the way I think about it. Is let me just set the bass. Yeah. And then like playing with Anthony is so fun because I'll just like when we do when we both are playing at the same time, like I'll play chords and he'll just pick and like you know paint all over it. Sure. Which, was, which is what I'm assuming that you were saying that you like to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've actually sort of done both of those things. So like with the music like side of things i picked up a guitar when i was like 11 i think um and just like i had those two lessons and then started collaborating with other people and i i loved like just blues jams mm-hmm. where you play like 12 bar blues and like switch off like i'll play you know e this, play whatever that, those chords and, we'll and then yeah i'm like they'll do a lead over the top and then i'll swap and do a lead over the top and yeah. like that was one of my favorite things ever to do like period mm-hmm. And um, I guess I was always looking for that in some way. Um, but so moving to Virginia, like, I lost all my, like, musical, like, contacts. And I didn't know anybody. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? Started, like, playing open mics a little bit here and there. Um, and I I have always tried to get a, a music project off the ground and just was never very uh, successful with it. Um Part of it is being able to get out and collaborate with people. Um, so for part, part of it is also being on the same page about what you want to do. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, um, I, I was I was always open to like any of course ideas that people had, but 
I feel like that's kind of a thing that you run into, and that's why like our community is so crazy because it's like it's the hub for it, so everyone's there. Mm-hmm. There's no like hub for uh, that where it would work the same way. Like you gotta just find that one person. Right. Well, there kind of is now. Oh yeah. Shout out to o- Orbital Music Park, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I haven't I haven't been yet. I'm actually really like itching to go. Yeah. I, I've been trying to get my pedal board to like up and working again, but I can't find the, my amp cable and yeah. But like yeah, so so I shout out to OMP. Yeah, shout out. To, I was actually in a band with one of the like founders of that. Morgan place. or Tom? Tom. Tom. Yeah. You know Tom? I do know Tom. Oh, I want to get them to do this show so bad. Oh, that would be that would be cool. <sighs> I figure they're so busy. I might only get to do. I have to do like an on scene one. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. You were in a band with Tom. I was in a band with Tom. Tom is an incredible musician. Yeah. The Yellow Telly. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Well, oh, he actually. So our band was a. Uh, acoustic folk punk band, but we we mostly played covers, and also we were a How did you guys meet? kids band. Uh, K- Craigslist. Okay, that, yeah. that seems on brand for both of you. Right. Well, I was like trying to get out there and look for people to play with, and there was literally this ad that was like, "We're having auditions for this band," and I'm like, "This sounds really cool." So, I uh, I was actually I played mandolin in the band, <laughs> but. Um, I had just started playing mandolin, so... Uh, but I'm sure Tom loved it. was so supportive. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I wanted to say that on top because I love Tom so much. So, uh, like you with the rhythm stuff, I was mostly rhythm. I played chords on the mandolin, mostly. I hate to be, I hate to be inside on this one, but did Tom use the volume pedal a bunch? Like, so, oh, what I was going to say is he didn't actually play guitar. Oh he, oh, he didn't? He played a banjo guitar. Oh, yeah. that's different. Because we were all acoustic. That's right. Folky. Okay. Um, Do you have his board? I don't know. It was, I mean, it was just, just the band, s- straight up unplugged. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We had a guy who played a stand-up bass. Okay, I'm getting the vibe of this more now. Yeah, yeah. And the, so the like founder of the band, he was a, a professor at VCU. Um, his name is Johnny Cheka. Uh, he actually passed away recently. Not mm-hmm. to, yeah. Um, but... He was, like, this very, like, rockabilly, like, type dude. Like, he had, like, a pompadour, and he was he was a character, but um, it was, like, his band. So I saw the ad, and I, like, went to auditions and ended up, like, getting a spot on the band. And we had, like, maybe two rehearsals, and then all of a sudden we did, like, this library tour of, like, Richmond. We did, like, I think Henrico Library, Chesterfield Library, like, all these libraries, because his idea was to have it be a kid's band, like a band for kids, like, shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, birthdays or something. Um, and we did, like, a few things like that, and then it sort of just, like, fizzled out. But, yeah, I I know Tom. <laughs> I, love, I love that story. That's amazing. I'm sure you guys were good. We Yeah, we were good. And it was... Uh, I remember... The practices where our stand-up bass wasn't available, I got really bummed because when when he was there, like it really filled out like the sound. Because uh-huh. like I don't know if you've ever heard a stand-up bass like in person, but it's like it gets you like in the core. It's, I have, but I don't think I was available to be hitting the core at the time. Yeah, I do. I will say I do love bass. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I play with a bass or whenever I'm listening, I'm always like, they need to turn that up. Like I need more bass. Yeah. I um, actually just bought a bass. Okay. From my friend Brandon. Oh, that's fine. 
That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I've always wanted to just have one just to mess with it. So if I ever do get like in a place where I'm like, I'm going to record something, like I have like a record thing that's set up, like mm-hmm. let's have that bass ready to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so Anthony does like the loop pedal stuff, mm-hmm. which is what I tried to get into because not having that collaboration with people not having other people to sort of build off i took i you know took it upon myself to be like well i'm gonna just try Mm -hmm. and like i ended up getting way way over my head with everything because it's all resting on my shoulders i think it helps to have somebody to sort of take that i agree burning away a little bit and that's how we can actually swing back to the original start of this which is like critiquing oh yeah oh Um, yeah Definitely. So that's that's a big part of why you know nothing happened with it because I am a, a very critical judge of my own work. I know this from a personal experience. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess it's relevant to say I was uh, the TA for your three your three one class, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you were a glutton for uh, notation and and like. It's always, always saying that you like made the wrong move or something. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Calling, calling yourself out for something you didn't need to. Like, oh, I messed that up, or like, like, no, you didn't. No, you're good. No, well, which is, no, one, I, I do love, I love the attitude of um, like wanting to improve. Yeah, I mean, it is, it does. I guess it does come from kind of a dark place or whatever, mm-hmm. but it is, you know, veiled with the intention of like I want to be better, like. I, well, I think I, I, I guess I want to say like about that, that. I don't think there's anything wrong with just saying like I recognize that uh, what I didn't do there, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm more focused on I recognize the move that I should have made or would have been a better choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's all you're saying. So, yeah. In that moment. So I'm I'm actually I'm trying to get away from that a bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just, I just don't think that it's productive at all. Um, like it has potential to be if you approach it in the right way, but I, I'm less focused on what choices I have made already and just focusing on what choice I have to make in the moment. I think that's the right way to go about it. I mean, you can't really, com- you can't really, yeah. Why complain about the pieces you have to play with? Just try to find the best way to play with those pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's like the way. To, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously really thinking about an improv scene. Yeah, yeah. In this moment, but I guess like I don't know. I think I, I look at it more like overview of like the career that I've like had mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the weird choices I make will influence me way more in future sets okay than <clears throat> I think they will in the, in the current show because mm-hmm. oftentimes when I when I try to commit to something I mean the right move in my mind is to double down like always stay with it commit to it no matter how weird it is but yeah. sometimes uh, as a performer and as a human when when you make a decision that is wrong you'll retract yeah. you'll immediately try to cover it up and hide it and ignore it and move move forward mm-hmm. um and I guess, I mean, I haven't made any, like, m- big mistakes on stage recently, but I've made some weird choices that I kept with, and for the most part, it's been okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we ha- I had a weird set recently where it was just weird choice after weird choice, and it wasn't getting better, and I knew that, but I stuck with it. And like I said, moving forward, I look more at that whole set 
being like, I tried it this whole way, and I did this whole thing, and I kept with it. Mm-hmm. Don't do that again. Yeah. Don't take a weird suggestion. Don't uh, don't feel like you have to go to that weird place. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? It does make sense. I mean, you could you could either, uh, like you said, you could either double down on the weirdness, which I I'd, I don't see there's anything wrong with that. Sure. At all, and just kind of um, the one thing that I I love about improv is that it sort of does for you from having to worry about all those like messy details like mm-hmm. um cuz it's it's transient okay it's there and then it's not with with recording music you know it's um it can be permanent like it has that nature to it cuz when you record it it's it's on tape now and it's there and so how, like listening back to that and all that, it's easy to sort of get bogged down into like, oh well, you know, like the low end wasn't quite enough. Like I need to record it again or whatever it is. Um, or especially working with like loops and stuff, it's like, oh, I didn't sync up that like that loop with that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but with improv, it's just like it happens and then it doesn't. And which is, I'm learning to be much more freeing mm-hmm. in a way. Well, I think when you when you yeah when you when you open yourself up to the in, the impermanence of it and like like I said like with the bad set like I mean I'll never see any of those people again right I, w- I wouldn't recognize them if they said they saw me I you're not gonna see Mike in the third row who's gonna be like hey that uh, that third beat you did was or a just, little shaky or I didn't really appreciate that story or that reference mm-hmm. that was a little that made me uncomfortable or whatever yeah which that is I've never seen that in like an improv thing but I oh, do yeah. know that happens a lot in stand up which is crazy to me oh why well like I you know I always hear like stories of stand ups saying like oh these people came up to me after the set and was like you talked about this and I didn't really appreciate that and I'm like wow I've I've never actually seen that with with improv? Um, no, I mean... I also just can't understand the audacity of somebody to do that, because, like, it's this person's, like, art, and you're going to go and, like, I have something to say about this. Yeah, I, I guess my, my first thought was, like, going to something that you said that was just, like, why did you say that? Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate that. Nobody, nobody should. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the part where you just say something, and then the part you're talking about, which I didn't think of, but I, I recognize now, is like I was just doing my normal stand-up, mm-hmm. and for the and for ninety nine point nine percent of the people who listen to it, nobody cares because it's not a big deal. Yeah. But you were offended by I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, kind of. I just or if someone takes a controversial stance, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I mean, by all means, if somebody says something controversial on stage, uh, especially, like, given today's climate, check that person. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I guess there is sort of a a murky area there. I mean, I guess the thought the thought I always have whenever I think about it is I... Look to certain people I trust mm-hmm. who are more in touch with what's right or what's the what's appropriate, um, what should change, and 
I'm not saying like I look to other people to tell me how to think. I look to people who are well informed, whose opinions I trust. I take their opinions and then go from there, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not like I'm not educated enough, and I don't I don't have the perspective of a lot of situa- uh, people who are affected or, or anything like that. But I always try to I try to I try to like I said look to other people to um, gain information because I think that's the best way to to gain to like learn is to talk to people about it. Yeah, and I. One of my favorite things is it happens a lot over Instagram because people will post their stories, things they're very passionate about. And for me, it's like I can gain new new insight and mm-hmm. that will help change the way I do art or yeah. perform or whatever. Do art sounds so fucking <laughs> But you know what I mean. I, in, in, I say that in reference to the things we were talking about. Yeah. Um, any, anything I put together, I'm more conscious to, to not think the, old, the, the way that I probably did before, didn't think about. Um, so they bring attention to it. So... And I get to like, maybe there's a common dialogue started, or maybe I just respond with like the emojis or whatever. Well, it's also that thing about the internet where there's no walls, and so people do have that sort of freedom to just like walk up to whatever person's post and be like, "I think this about this thing." Oh, oh. yeah. I try to stay away from like shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But but for the most part, I. I if I have a, I guess, a differing opinion or something, I keep it to myself because it's like it's not my place to to do that. Right, that's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. But but if I'm in support, I love to support and like tell people. Oh, absolutely! Like yeah, I yeah, will, yeah. I will praise people all day, but I'm not gonna like, you know, shoot them down or whatever mm-hmm. for for whatever they did. No, I think. Well, I mean, it takes a lot to like put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the in the, in in the, in the the, the society we've agreed to, like, be in. Mm-hmm. I think it, it takes a lot to, to do something like that. So I always take take that for what it, what, it, what it means, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think it's important to do so. Uh, what's your go-to breakfast? Mm. Uh, I am a big fan of peanut butter. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's yeah, just a just a spoonful of peanut butter. Really? No, 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 no. I would. I believed you. You gave me such a convincing look. No, I. It should be video. But peanut butter has to be involved. So if it's on toast or like. Oh, so you get to just change the medium, but you use the same. Basically, breakfast for me is a delivery for peanut butter into my mouth. Whatever bagel toast, bagel toast, English muffin. English muffin. My favorite oh, yeah. is English muffin. Okay. Thomas's whatever. Sure. Shout out you to put, Thomas's. You, you put butter on it or just peanut butter? No, just peanut butter. Okay. No, hey, you know, I don't know. I like an English muffin with butter. And actually, that comes from my dad. His go-to breakfast was a Thomas's English muffin with peanut butter on one side and jelly on the other. And I would always, he would always give me the peanut butter side. He would, like, mush it and then just give you... No, he would just, like... And he would it was jelly, he one, jelly. Yeah, he would just eat the jelly, which... <laughs> sorry, Dad. I didn't mean to take your peanut butter or whatever, oh. but but thanks for that. And I could tell, like, the, the you know, first couple times, like, it, you know, I was like, yeah. And then I started to pick up on, like, oh, I'm depriving him of his peanut butter. And, and like, this is his breakfast when he goes to work in the morning. And, um, but, yeah, I pretty much carry that with me to this day. Like, just... Uh, like I said, toast, English muffin, peanut butter, and then a cup of coffee. I'll have a cup in the morning. At home. Samantha actually makes the coffee because she gets up before me um, because I like to sleep in. It took too long for us to mention that sweet angel. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love Samantha. I do, I do too. <laughs> I do a lot. But so she makes the coffee because she wakes up early. She makes the coffee in the morning. Bless her heart. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Samantha. I love you. If you're listening, if you She'll do listen, listen to, this, to this, I'll make sure. Of she's it. probably going to be the first person to listen. Um, Wednesday at 8. And because she has to be at work earlier than I do, so she gets up and makes the coffee. And <laughs> I always sleep in, like, I snooze my alarm until, like, the very last minute. Mm-hmm. Because all I have to do is, like, throw on my uniform and go out the door. And it takes me eight minutes to get to work. Sure. So she sets the cup of coffee on the dresser with, like, a bagel or toast or whatever with peanut butter on it and just leaves it there and <laughs> walks out the door. So I wake up and it's, like, on the dresser oh for me. Gosh. Yeah. Bless her. She is a uh, precious The look on your treasure. face, I want to just communicate, was a look of just, like, such relief. Mm-hmm. That you got to tell this thing, like this wonderful part of your life, mm-hmm. and you just look so grateful. No, I'm I'm very thankful. Absolutely. No, I, and I wanted you to know that like, you looked so grateful. And it was just hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. That's my favorite breakfast story. Yeah, the whole thing, both parts. Ugh. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, and then I have another cup of coffee when I get to work, uh, and I have like a travel mug that I'll fill up, and it carries me through the day. I do the same thing. Sometimes I'll have, like, a third cup later in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, if I would like one, because I just want one. But I, do, I have one at home, travel mug. And I have, like, a little thermos that I'll, like, that I'll finish it. I'll dump it in the thermos and finish it at work. And yeah. And have the second cup. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I do stupid details, but, like, so important to my life. No, for sure. I mean, it is what carries you through the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, at one point, last year... What had a very real Mountain Dew addiction? Woof! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like addicted. Like I couldn't. Like at one point, I'd be like, "Well, um, for for people who don't know, I drive a beer truck, um, so that's my job." You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Are you drinking a beer right now? Or have you had a beer at any bar on? In on his route in the past like week because I welcome. I put it in your hand I put I basically put it in your hand yeah I just I just walk around town and I just put beer in people's hands we saw you, <laughs> we saw you on Friday or something yeah we, probably, we took a Friday off and me and Anthony yeah at Wells Fargo yeah you were hooking up babes yeah I was hooking babes up <laughs> giving babes at PBR I love it so much. I always. Uh, I have a joke about babes. Um, they, I say they don't serve water. They just serve PBR. So, like, <laughs> someone comes up to the counter and they're like, can I get a water? And they just pour a PBR for them because they go through so much PBR. You just burn that material right on the show. I know. Yeah, you guys can have that, by the way. <laughs> you, guys, you guys can have that one. That's fine. <laughs> that's, for, that's for free. And that's for free. That's where we are the comedy genre on the podcast. Oh my gosh! Um, so improv. Let's go ahead and, and talk about that for a second. You okay. Just, you just made a house team. I just made a house team. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. I uh, <laughs> I talked to like ninety different people today about that. Um, oh yeah, so the the summit. How, mm-hmm. Did you enjoy summit? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, that like speed dating thing that we did. It was like <laughs> funny to see how my like spiel, I guess started to get like fine-tuned Refined, and it yeah. basically became the same thing after like <laughs> the seventh person and like 
da 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 like it, the, saying the same stuff over and over again. I did well, try. Well, to, I want to hear it. What, what was it? Did try to switch. Oh, I completely forgot. What was, what was the most common question you got? I I went into a fugue state and I just said I whatever. I uh, I mostly just. I was also in that, so I also I just get carried on conversations I had been having with people like the day before because yeah. I, I knew everybody. I didn't meet anybody new. I met a lot of new people, sure, and I forgot all of your names. So uh, I love how you think everyone listens. Yeah, the whole theater is listening right now, right? <sighs> this is going out live to the. Oh yeah! Everyone after the summit, they just gathered and they they're putting and they're listening to right this. Now. We yeah. drove all the way here to do it here instead of digging on stage. Yeah, yeah, that's basically how I picture it. They in my died mind. at uh, at your at your breakfast story. Yeah, tears everywhere. I'm sure. I'm sure it was uproarious. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so you just made a team. Yeah, and, I did. I just uh, made a team. I am. I want to say a little jealous, but like. I just, I love so many people that you're on a team with. I'm very excited about this group. Yeah. Like, I mean, we have some yeah, real, fun, real strong people. Such a fun uh, lineup. I'm very excited to see what we can do. I'm very excited, too. And I had Nick Levesky, who's my coach. Excuse me. Shout out, hopefully, future friend of the show. Shout out, hopefully, future friend, Nick Levesky. If you're listening, I'm get sure on it. I have I have enough uh, friends of the show in that on that team. I I to get to get like some pull. I was going to tell you you sh- you should rename the podcast friend of the show. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. There's got to be a, there's got to be a, a there probably is. That's got to be taken. Yeah. That's too that's too good of an idea. That's a compliment. Yeah. Well. Um, but it's so I'll 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 start it then. I uh, I'll start it. You. No, um, it's so funny because I, I was your I was your TA, so I saw you like earlier in your again. I hate to use the word career, but like it makes sense. It, uh, I mean, it is a, a career. Earlier in your career, because you're gonna do this for a while. Um, I intend to. And I I had only been so get used to me coalition. <laughs> I had been in my first three hundred one not not long before. Mm. Um, so like I had literally just gone through this like. Um, and I remember Mike, my, my first house team and like we, uh, both auditioned last time and didn't get it together. We kind of got to go through that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so getting to kind of see like your improv journey, like, and knowing, and knowing you before as well. So being invested, way invested. Yeah. I just, I love it. And I, I remember h- hearing that you got in and you being someone I was very, very happy to hear about. Um, someone, again, I was very invested in. Yeah. I told Matthew as soon as I found out. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that a lot. Like, I I still, one thing I said in my, in my, we have a window open. I'm, I'm going for the window, so, but I'm listening. Yeah. Um, he's getting out an Allen wrench. He's unscrewing the ow, ow. hinges of the ow. window. Ow. All right, now we have a nice breeze in the, in the stewed. Should I go for this one, too? Um, yeah, why not? Get a cross breeze going in the stude. This actually is a bad... Oh, no, the screen's back up. This is the window I'll sneak in if I lock my keys in the house or something. Oh, I locked myself out of my apartment one time. Um, and I had just moved into this apartment and, uh, did not know what to do. And then one of my neighbors who lived, like, upstairs or next door or whatever was like, oh, let me just show you. And he showed me how to, like, remove my, like, screen and, like, crawl in my window. And 
at that moment I was like, it's way too easy to break into my apartment. Like it's, it's not good. And like the window led directly into my living room, which had like my TV and my PlayStation and all that stuff. Like, so I, yeah. And that was a, a sketchy area, which actually I just found out that I was at the time unknowingly, uh, neighbors with Katie. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I uh, I got my reading done at her at that place. Really? Oh, such a good. She had such she had such, a, such a good like organization at her place. I don't know. I just wanted to put that out. She there. wasn't in my building, but she was in the building next door. Right next door. And I never knew. Yeah. Like it's crazy. And I told her like you you probably never saw me because I like never left the house. <laughs> That's also kind of crazy that your neighbor knew how to get into your home. Yeah, it kind of. Uh, Creep me out a little bit, um, and so, but I could what, I couldn't leave the wind like window locked from that point on because what if I locked myself out again? So I was like, well, I can't really that's, that's go and get a, around this. That's such an oh, interesting way to think. I would much rather leave my home open to whoever was smart enough to try that than be more responsible with my keys. No, because I I have lost count the amount of times I've locked myself out of my house. I mean, that's, I've done, I've had to crawl in that window like four times. I also do that. I'm not proud of this. I mean, you know, at least you have a way to get in and, and now I know about it. So. And everyone who, and everyone listening. At least 40 people. Yeah. So at least all the, yeah. (laughs) And then I'll be, if if anyone does, I'll know who listens. And the address of this place is Tutu. I don't know the address actually. It is. (laughs) I just took a shot in the dark. And I, I missed it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what's my other go-to? What's my other go-to question? Oh, what was your first creative moment? Mm. Um, I mean, I would say probably picking up the guitar and like because. How old were you? Uh, like eleven, I think I said that. said that earlier. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I don't know. pay attention. I said eleven. I knew eleven. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I can't remember exactly, but it was around that time. And I was just like a, a little quiet, uh, preteen who, you know, felt like he had no, like no voice or, or anything and very anxious, still am to this day, but you know, getting better <laughs> at it. Mm-hmm. Um, music helped though, because it helped me sort of break out of that shell a bit um because i uh i was one of those kids who walked around the school with their guitar mm-hmm. like i was that guy one of those guys <laughs> and would just like sit in the hallway in between classes and play guitar mm-hmm. um playing like playing your acdc yeah playing acdc i i still don't know any other songs I, you just know the two yeah I, I never learned any other songs um so such, I know so many. So many <laughs> I actually don't. I pick up my guitar these days, and I'm like, "What? Uh, what are song? What songs do I know?" As I don't. I don't. Well, yeah, that's always the thing. That's why I I got on Ultimate Guitar because I'm like, I gotta start like saving these because I don't remember them. Oh, I would go into the library and just print out tabs. Oh, I've done that. Like I've done that. And I felt bad because I was like using all the schools like paper resources or whatever you were learning but yeah i was i was trying to continuing your education i didn't have a printer at home so i needed some way to get my you paid a nickel for every copy oh i didn't pay a cent okay i was just trying to get you out of it 
The librarian the did. I was they very to the show. friendly with the librarian. Mrs. I don't Peter be, Schmidt. Peter Schmidt. Peter Schmidt. It, I don't remember. It was a long time ago, but I did spend a lot of time in the library. Doing what? Printing out tabs. Yeah, okay. And also reading. I've also, I've also found the library is a really one of the only quiet places left. That makes sense. We can make a quiet place here right now. No, because the windows are open. That's why I close out. Like, I'm worried that people are hearing car sounds. The first episode of this podcast I did on a patio in my old spot. And, uh... Seems ill-informed. Well, it was, it was, it was a completely random endeavor. Were you, did you have, like, the handheld recorder? Mm-hmm. We used, uh, the, I had this one, or that one. I had, I had one of the, I had, actually had that one. And then, uh... These are, these are one. nice, for people who can't see, they're, they're, they're nice mics. Thanks, man. They, uh, are gonna get me through the first, like, four years of the show. Whenever I get, whenever I get an H6. You mentioned, uh, on a couple episodes, um, how, because uh, I do listen to the yeah, show. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. I want to talk about that for sure. Um, about how... Because I do listen <laughs> to the show. I'm a subscriber. The way you said that, you like looked at the mic. It like gave it like a little head. Like, I'm exaggerating, but I do like Because like, I do listen. Right on doing. For anybody who questions it, I do. Um, you mentioned on... I can't remember whose episode it was, but how when you get into certain, like, enthusiasms, the gear part of it starts coming in, how you start to... Oh, yes. I'm fascinated with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I am the exact same way. Like, that's uh, when I started to get into, like, electronic music. I wanted every single piece of, like, this beat maker or this, like... um, one day, and I, I still intend to, he's showing me his... These are all the fiddles I'm going to be selling. His box I, O'Gear. I overbought. Is that a wireless uh, rig? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I still like it, but I just... Have you ever... Have uh, 60 bucks. Have you seen the movie Spinal Tap? Or I, this uh, is Spinal Tap? <laughs> Sorry about oh, that. Oh, no, you know what? <laughs> I shouldn't ask you about movies. I, should, I know that. Cause I thought you listened. You should try listening. Um... Actually, I remember I I, uh, I was I almost watched Spinal Tap the other night. You should. I, uh, it's no, I really want to. I, I also good. I was going to watch it with somebody, and I told them very embarrassingly. And I think because that went over so well, I felt comfortable sharing it here. I always imagined watching that movie for the first time with my band because <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to be in a band. Yeah, and I just it never happened. Yeah, and I remember hearing about it and being. A million percent interested. Yeah, um, it's a classic. Because Fallout Boy did an, an homage to it. Oh, um, during like remember when like uh, they would do live spots on like MTV? They played three songs and they upload them to YouTube, and you'd watch them over and over and over and over again. Uh, it was sh- the only live performance that they put up. Sure. Well, I follow. I follow Fallout Boy. You have no choice. I d- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sweet baby angel reference to two two little. She's references. got two shout outs. She needs a million more. I actually, do want to. I'll write that down. Um, 
they did something on one of those mm-hmm. where, like, they couldn't break out of whatever, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, when they're encased in the chrysalis or whatever. Remember, you just, you gotta see the movie. I know, I, I do. And then the whole Eleven thing, like, I'm very big into the backgrounds on my computer, and I have one of them that has, like, a the, the cranker up to Eleven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Turn it up to Eleven. The Marshall, yeah. So, I brought it up because you had the wireless thing, mm-hmm. and... <laughs> There's a scene in it where the guitar player is playing through a wireless rig, but they're playing in an airplane hangar, so he keeps getting cross-chatter through his, like, guitar from the air, like, airplane tower. That's the word for it. The... Mission control. control tower. <laughs> yeah, mission control. That's what it's called. My uncle's in aviation. It's, uh, He's a pilot. He's a pilot. I did, actually, my aunt was a flight attendant. He's a planeman. So I know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I just always thought that was hilarious. Because he's, like, in the middle of a solo, and it's just, like, getting, like, niner, niner. Like, <laughs> so funny. So, I uh, yeah, I always have had big, yeah, big plans for that movie. I actually have it somewhere I actually, on my I, hard drive. I do also want to say I I respect the intention of, like, I don't want to watch this movie... Just Unless it's in it. this context. I want to watch like, it. I want, I want to, to sh- set up an experience. Yeah, to share it with somebody. I, I, I think, I, I dig that. I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, I watched uh, Monty Python. Uh, I've been telling people recently because it's been relevant to conversation. But mm-hmm. I watched it for the first time, the Holy Grail one, yeah. um, with a friend who really loves that movie. And it was so much better. Yeah. Because they really loved it. No, totally. And it made it me just, yeah, so I'm fully, fully all in with, I made the right call, I feel good about it. It makes perfect sense. I, uh, shout out number three, Samantha. There I, we go. There we go. More relevant. Yeah, more, yeah, more, yeah. more. Uh, but we can't do any more. You can go to fourth. Because rule of, anyway. It's not an improv show. It's not a herald, okay? So I, I, um, I try to do that with certain things with her. And sometimes, like, she's not into it at all. Woof. And I'm, like... The, the the typical showing someone a YouTube video, like, they, they don't like it. They, like, like tap the screen and see how much time's left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more like, you know, certain shows and stuff like that. Oh, that's even... Because, like, I want to, you know, like, when you're in a relationship, you have, like, a show that you watch together or whatever. Like, I, I guess that's, like, the thing. But, um, I've done that. And so I've had a couple shows where, like, I'm super into it. Like, I really want to, like, I love everyone that's on the show. And I've, like, shown her a, a couple different ones, and she's like, no, <laughs> I'm not about it. Which is fine. Like, if you're not into it, you're not into it. Like, I'm not going to. for. I can watch stuff on my own. How many episodes did she give it, though? Um, did she give it a fair swipe? Maybe two. I don't I, I don't watch enough TV and I definitely don't watch enough TV with a partner to mm-hmm. know what the appropriate amount of time is. But I will say, um, I dated this woman who was very wonderful and I wanted to watch the T V show Burn Notice. Okay. And she was like, Hell no. And I I think she gave it three episodes. That's a I mean And she loved it. Oh really? Okay. We, we, we watched Every episode, we were both so invested. But it took three episodes to get. I don't. I don't remember exactly. It was so long ago. But I remember I, I asked politely for uh, her to try it, and she ended up loving it. So I think I'm still. I'm still waiting for for that. I don't know. I'm trying to. Maybe it's just different personality types are more willing to change when presented with it. I mean, most of the stuff that I like. I don't watch a whole lot of TV. Mm-hmm. If I'm in my living room and I'm at the TV, I'm usually playing video games. Fair. Um, 
You're a doer. I'm a, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I don't want to sit there idly unless I'm, like, engrossed in something. I like, feel like that's a mood. You got to feel like, I'm tired, I just want to watch something. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so if I am watching anything, it's usually, like, a, a comedy thing. Um, fair, fair. You are very interested in <laughs> comedy. Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts, which is, was also part of my spiel today. <laughs> They're like, how'd you get into comedy? I'm like, well, I'd listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. That's so interesting that that's kind of your experience. Because I don't... I mean, everyone has their own way in. Mm-hmm. Stand-up was like my original way in. Yeah. But I still... I still I, like, I feel weird saying it, but like, I still haven't listened to like, a lot of popular comedy podcasts. Yeah. I stick yeah. to what I like kind of thing. If you ever... If people are ever... Wanting to get me engaged in a conversation, just mention podcasts, and I'm like, oh yeah, I could I could recommend a few. So then let's get right back into you listen to this show. Okay. Um, I I I don't know. I'm always so interested at what people pull from this show uh-huh. because I'm well documented to saying I don't even listen. Have a conversation, <laughs> forget most of it, but like. Remember the important parts, and I'm I'm very present for it. Uh-huh. But like, I'm not gonna remember everything that we talk about. I, there's like 140 hours of content. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's. But um, what do you what do you think? What do you take <laughs> away? What are your thoughts? Oh. I, and I'm not, I'm not I'm not like give me all the compliments. I'm like genuinely just you have a thought like that is. Um. Up. No, I just I I think it's super interesting to have uh, a show that. Uh, that explores people that actually do things, mm-hmm. um, I, which I was actually, when you asked me to be on the show, I was a little bit like, like I was talking about that imposter syndrome a little bit because Ooh, interesting. I've tried a lot of things and have have not like, I would say uh, improv is the one of the first endeavors in a while where it's actually sort of come to fruition with something. Yeah. And I mean, there is a lot of work that goes into it. I mean, you go you go to those classes and then see other shows, f- see all the shows, and f- think about it for a long time. I was like, oh, I'm gonna like go to like get to every mixer I can and get to every whatever. I mean, you talk to me a lot about it, a lot. So yeah. I have, yeah. I think yeah. I text you every single time, like, hey, you're yeah. doing that that thing. Yeah, and I love it because I'm just like, that's that's what that's why that. Your your wave, exa- I call them waves. Like your wave is like starting. Mm-hmm. Like I, we we see a lot of people who are in classes now, who made teams now, who weren't around before. Like that's what keeps it so fun and so fresh. Mm-hmm. Is new people who come in and bring a new energy. Right. Like a lot. Every I think every team has like a student or something like that. So like yeah, yeah. love the new love the energy for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I thought about it. Um. And I was like, because, again, that's been something that's been coming up a lot more is people, I talk about it, I talk about it a little more comfortably now because uh-huh. it's brought up or um, I'm trying to, like, market the network or whatever. Yeah. And so people ask me, like, well, what is it about? And it's funny, yeah, the, what you said, like, people who actually make things. Um, and I, I don't know, like, I guess you seem like someone who has the... The, you might not have like a backlog, mm-hmm. but like you have everything else. 
Sure. I mean, I... You're about to start making some shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, just just look out. <laughs> I mean, it, you're going to, like, riot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, for people who are familiar, we we were just at, like, Pitch Fest today, and just listening to everybody's ideas, I'm just like, wow, that's, like, that's, like a really cool idea. And, like, I, I want to be a part of it. Um, I hope to, in the future, be... Like on the other side of that, being like, "This is my like, oh yeah, idea." But so fu- so funny because like the fir- the first pitch fest, pitch fest I got to attend, mm-hmm. I had no plans of pitching anything, and then we went to lunch. We did like uh, summit lunch break, or you go wherever you want, and then pitch fest. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the the people I was with at lunch, we had a conversation about what they were pitching, and then that's when I pitched the live podcast. Oh, okay. To them first, I just. Said it out loud. Yeah. Because I had been thinking about it. And then I pitched it, and it became a show. Yeah. So, like, I know I know, I know that feeling. And then, like, Gretchen and I pitched at M5, mm-hmm. which were, like, it's coming up in May. I don't know. I, I, and I love hearing that you have an idea that you're, like, going to, like, refine and throw up next time. Well, I'm looking for <laughs> an idea. But hopefully, it, mm-hmm. through, I mean, through getting more experience, you know, being at the theater. Mm-hmm. That will eventually come to something. <laughs> I mean, I feel like yeah. Just I mean, the more you're around shows, the more exper- experiences you get. Yeah. Like I talked about this a lot too, and I I love it. Like Aaron Grant, um, mm-hmm. who did the first live show, he let me and a couple others uh, come and like watch him direct the slasher. Oh yeah, the Halloween show, mm-hmm. and like just learn from his directing style and like. After, like, each practice, we could, like, if we had a couple questions, we could, like, talk to him about it and, like, get the help with the show. And, yeah. I don't know, just a really cool learning experience that makes you feel like, maybe I can, like, take a swing at doing something like this. Sure, sure. And then having, like, a lot of friends who are there to support and, like, I don't know, treating everyone as equals. Yeah. Really made it really easy to, to throw a show together. I mean, we do, we also do have this amazing and supportive community. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Which I've is, like. So much support. Right. Which is the biggest. Uh resource i guess um and i was also i was also thinking like uh i'm a i'm a very hands-on type of learner um and i'm like i'm not afraid to try something that i haven't done before necessarily well hence (laughs) why i started doing improv Uh but um so like today i was sitting at one of the tables and I realized everyone around me was like there cause they were like writers mm-hmm. and I was sitting there like, Oh, I've never like written anything before, but, um, you know, I, I definitely learn by doing, if that makes sense. Sure. Did you like sign up for it? Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I signed up for a lot of stuff today. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I put my, I put my name down for things that I, I thought were really fun. Yeah. Speak. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I love it because it's kind of a... It's become sort of a celebration of, in my mind, everyone's creativity. And, like, it's a place where we get the inside scoop on what's what was probably going to be coming to the stage soon. Mm-hmm. And getting to see that, like... Because I've put on shows. Like, I put on, like, live and, like, M5's coming up. And we yeah. did, like, a refinery. Yeah. But then also seeing all of the other shows that everyone else has done. That's crazy. Like... Right. I don't, it's... And I, I, having the thought sitting there, it's like, we literally are the, we're doing the weirdest thing ever. We're all dedicating so much free time and 
thought and effort and energy and money. Like, yeah. when they were doing the director, producer, like, like little thing at the top, uh-huh. um, I just, like, was looking at everyone and thinking, like, we're all here on a Sunday. Uh-huh. We all do this a lot. We all think about it a lot. Like, yeah. wow, that's crazy, first of all. But then, like, to, to get in even deeper where that's accepted and not thought about, just to the point where it's like, these are the shows that are happening. This is what's happening. This is your idea. Yeah. Just blows my mind that, like... We can get 40, 50 people in a room to. No, that was a that was a, a super cool thing to be a part of today. Like I'm, I'm super lucky to <laughs> have been able to do that. I feel the same way. I feel like that, and then, I, I don't know. I just feel like that kind of helps with um, being able, being able to support and produce these things that we do produce. Uh, just cross off. Well, and, and then also with the, with the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I had that when I made when I made Detective. Yeah. And I remember talking to several people about it to get their thoughts. Um, I guess my thought about it is I don't feel like people should feel that way because the expectations around here aren't to, like, be this or that. No yeah. one has an expectation, like, you're not faking anything. Sure. Um... The, the, the reason the community is so supportive is because they accept everyone as they are and they let them kind of do their thing. Yeah. So that's all I would say to that. Yeah, well, I mean, it it kind of goes back to that... Um, um, that thing where I, I am my biggest critic. Yeah. So, like, in some, like, way... I don't quite feel like I have put enough work out. And so it's like, obviously I have because the, you know, the outcome has, you know, manifested itself. Yes. So there is no reason to think that. Um, but that's, that's where it comes from. I mean, I guess to a degree it's like, uh, I I love the idea of, with any project or like endeavor, the the quote like you should take you shouldn't take yourself too seriously, but you take what you do very seriously. Yeah, and I think that's the approach. What you're saying is like I don't know if I can do not necessarily like well, I guess the basis of the of like quote unquote imposter syndrome could be argued that it is. I don't think that I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't belong here. That's core. Not yeah. saying like anyone thinks that, but like yeah. Those are kind of the general themes that I get. Yeah. And I think it's it's because you haven't done it yet because it's slated. Yes. So you're going to feel that way until you do it. I and think once you're... you do it, then you'll be like, oh, I did it. I belong there because mm-hmm. that was what happened. I think you're right. Yeah. I definitely agree. Because I remember, like, when my first indie team got, like, shows. Yeah. At the refinery when it was still on Sundays. Like... I remember, I remember feeling imposter syndrome then. Mm-hmm. I was like, we don't deserve to have this slot for six weeks in a row. Right. Um, and then doing it and then being like, oh, well, we did it. And then you never had that thought again. Yeah. And every, and I feel like every show, every show you're booked on or whatever you do, like, you're like, well, I proved that I can do it. So now I just get to do it and then I'll think about it later. And you just change your thought process. Yeah. There's something so crazy about, like, stage and performance now. Mm-hmm. Because, and I think we talked about this before, and I don't want to, because it sounds pompous to, like, talk about it, and I realize that this kind of might all be that way. Mm-hmm. 
But, like, okay, do you think that you're afraid of being on stage? No. Okay, exactly. So the idea of um, that is something that I feel like people feel sometimes. Yeah. In the same vein of feeling this imposter syndrome, like, people are afraid of being on stage and afraid of embarrassing themselves. Yeah. And now you don't even think about it. You just go on stage. Right. You're like, oh, time to be on stage. Yeah. Time to do the thing. I mean, I used to get so, like, bogged down in my head about, like, oh, if I go out there, like, I have to have, like, some idea or something. And in some ways, yeah, you do a little bit, but you don't need much. I mean, just, like, a tiny seed, and that's that's all that's really required. Um, but it is also important to just, just get out there. And, oh, for sure. like, one of the things about improv is you find your feet as you go. One of the cool things, we did a, a, t- a notation workshop for teachers and coaches this mm-hmm. past weekend, and we did, like, just some scenes. Yeah. To, like, and we did exercises. And one of the ones <clears throat> was, I don't want you to come up with any ideas. I don't want you to plan a scene out. I want you to take each, I want you to take three seconds before you're allowed to respond, and I want you to think about each move that you make and let the scene develop line by line. Wow. And, like... Bring try try your best of only bring one i one new thing or one idea to each line. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily possible because it's not natural. Yeah, but it was really cool to watch like how it unfolded when you did unfold it slowly, and like how it would not have gone to the same place if we didn't have those restrictions. Sure, um, that sounds know. awesome. I thought it was super super fun. Yeah, that was Amber's uh, exercise. That's like a. A mind blowing sort of approach. To well, it. I mean, the idea of going up with something like that's something that's halted me a lot. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, do I go up with a character? Do I go up with an emotion? Do I go up with a self contained emotional statement? What do I pre prepare? Or like some connection to something that has already happened? Or yeah. something like that? Or an idea or a theme? Mm-hmm. And. I don't know, like, a general thought I have had recently is, like, I'm just going to agree to everything that happens. Yeah. I mean, right now, I would say I am... <laughs> I, I, I hope this is positive. Like, this sounds positive. Okay. But it may... It may <laughs> anyway, right now, I am floating in in some sea or whatever. And... I am starting to sort of not fight that, like, those waves or anything like that and just kind of learn how to go with it. Sure. If that makes sense. I think with that, the thing that I've had conversations with people about who I play with regularly, who we've talked about the fact that I I agree, mm-hmm. and in, I'm assuming in reference, I let go and stop fighting. Yeah. Um... The only thing I have, my only thought that I have, my opinion, sometimes you got to swim. I mean, yeah, definitely. Sometimes you have to give other people waves to not fight against. Sure, sure, sure. Um, But just not panicking and, you know, kind of realizing that the ocean, quote unquote, will will carry me Uh in some situations. Just try not to be so, like anxious about my own Mm -hmm. abilities or whatever. Well, I think... Oh, I want to try this on this analogy. Mm -hmm. Remember that there's only however many of you are on stage, let's say eight for your team. That's the maximum number that you can field. Um, There's only eight of you swimming, so like like you said, someone 
someone's got to be there to not fight. Yeah. Someone's got to be there to swim and make waves. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the 80th. Right. And I think realizing that kind of gets you into gear to be ready for that ocean. Like, trust the ocean, because, like, it's got it's to be one of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is a... <laughs> it's getting very complicated. Yeah. It's a good metaphor, though. It's a good metaphor. We got that clean. Mm. I needed I needed a, a bathroom break. My favorite uh, bathroom break on the show. Not, well, it's not much of a break. It's more like how Sean's episode ended. Oh yeah, do you remember that? When I had to pee so bad, and he started getting into another story, and I was like, "No, please!" It was. I was afraid. It hit the wine. Oh, gross. Wait, you, you said I thought you said Sean. Sean. Oh, I haven't actually yeah, listened to that episode. Oh, yeah, I thought you listened to the show. I You can't listen to everyone, no, I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. There's so many podcasts. And I have I release two hours every week. It's I don't care who listens. This I is this. I do this and it exists. I no, I I mean I, I love it because I for one it's a cool way for in, it is kind of a weird way, but like for me to connect with people in oh, the yeah. theater. Well, that's how I. That's why I started doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episodes, uh, I think the first first two were me and Tom, not not my, my other friend Tom, and then it was people from my one on one class. Okay. Then Ryan yeah. Clatterbuck because he I I saw him and I risked asking him and he agreed. Yeah. Um, more classmates, 201, and then it started to turn into, like, more people who I would meet. Mm-hmm. But, like... And it's cool. Richmond has such a creative energy to it. Yeah. Well, that's why I try to set up the network and, like, get out there more. Yeah. 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 No, it's incredible. I mean, like, there are so many... And I, I like, sort of saw this in, like, the music scene mm-hmm. a lot because it was, like... Like, these three people were in a band with these other three people who were also in another band with the same three people. That that doesn't make sense. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it was very... Yeah, I, I gotcha. Collaborative and just, like... Connected. Just, Richmond's got some cool, cool art going on. I, uh, it's... It, it's one, of I, my favorite, one of my favorite things is the artists that I've gotten to meet through artists I've met. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this one, uh... Ian Hess, are you familiar? I'm not sure, but he's a like a painter. Okay. Um, he, uh, <clears throat> I met him through Anthony, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have, have him on the show soon. And he has just the coolest perspective and like the coolest art. Yeah. I don't know, like someone I would never have met mm-hmm. if not through the the artist artistic community that I joined. Yeah. Yeah, Richmond is crazy for that. I you wouldn't expect it, like. Getting the first synopsis of the city. Well, it's it's funny because I, um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a Richmond transplant. Same. Is that how you use that term? No idea. I can't. I don't know. Um, I never really called any place home until after I've left it. No, that's totally. So you get it. When I when I moved here, I I just wanted to go back to Boise. Sure. I dreamt about it. I, like, envisioned myself living back in Boise. Like, just all this stuff. Yeah, that's real. And I, for the first time in the eight years I'd lived here, last year got a chance to go back. Oh. Yeah. 
to to visit, obviously, but I have a related story. So I like up until that point, Boise to me was this mythical just like home, you know what I mean? Like it just nothing will ever live up to that. And I went back last year and I couldn't wait to get back to Richmond. Oh man. Yeah. Well, oh man, keep going, keep going. Well, so it, I just like nothing against Boise. It is an incredible place. Like I I will not like hesitate to visit again. Discount it. What's that? You will not hesitate to visit again. Oh no, absolutely not. I mean, to I hesitate to visit. To you visit. Will not hesitate to no, visit. No, and that's the thing too. Like I was like I'm going to move back to Boise eventually. Like I'm going to live there. Oh, I love Okay, I have to I have to interject because like you're hitting on so many fucking things for me. Okay. I've had the same thought about like New Orleans yeah, yeah. and like other places. And I haven't been back like to visit, mm-hmm. but I just think about like the person I've grown into has grown into a place that is that works. I work for Richmond. Yes, I might not necessarily work in that new space. And going back to old friendships and groups and all that, like it might not be as seamless. Yes, I might, I might not have been as close to those people. Right, and I realize that now because you know, like I try to like in, in like I said earlier at the top of the show, like I try to inter- interact people on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And when you get these like mineral responses from people you thought you were really close to, and you think you'll be close to when you go back, you're yep. like, maybe it's not like I thought it was. Yep. Um, I love that. Lo- love that you had the same thought. No, I, I, I that's a, absolutely how it, I mean, so I, I had like a core group of friends in Boise and like, we're still tight to this day. Like, sure. and I got to visit them when I went back mm-hmm. and that part I will always miss. Like, cause oh, I yeah. love, I love those people a lot. Um, they, I was also in a band with them at the time when I was in Boise too. What did you play for them? I played guitar okay. for them. Um, we were called Saris Q, and it was just what? a made-up word. Oh, okay. Um, S-A-R-A-S-Q-U-E. Saris Q. And I guess it came from the so- the Nirvana song, uh, it smells like teen... No, I can't remember which song it was, but the, in, the, in the song it says, sell the kids for food. But for oh. some reason, they listened to it, like my these friends... Uh, their names are Monty and Drawer. Shout out to them. There we go. Shout out Samantha, too. And shout out Samantha one more time. Um, Don't worry. She's written down. We, I, have, I have three more things that we need to get back to. Okay. Um, they heard it as Sarah's Q's a fool, which misheard lyrics, you know, whatever. Oh, I'm and a, that I'm, became... I'm a, I'm a Fall Out Boy fan, so... Right. And that became the, uh, the band name. And... Uh, I mean, that's a good name. I actually... Uh, one quick story about that band. We, <laughs> I was in a photography class, and this guy came in who was promoting this art show that he was doing. And his art show was he took pictures of nude females up against this mannequin torso. Mm-hmm. And the idea was that every female body is different. And they, like, the, the mannequin torso represented, like, the... Uh, "Quote unquote standard. ideal standard yeah. female body or whatever." That sounds that sounds like an awesome work. It was pretty cool, like a super interesting idea. Um, so he came into my photography class, and there were all these bands listed at the bottom for the show. The last one was TBA, and I was like, "Oh, is that a band name?" Like, whatever. And he's like, "No, no, no. I actually haven't found anybody for that spot." I'm like, "Well, I have a band." Uh-huh. And so I signed my band up for this show, but didn't tell them what the show was. And then also everyone we invited, I didn't tell them. So everybody shows up and there's just pictures of like nude females everywhere. And they're just like, oh, 
pretty cool art show. And I also act, uh, asked out a girl at that show, like, on stage, which is, like... <laughs> You're thinking you had one. The move, I mean, like, the I, move? I can't, no, not the move not at the all. Move. Like, I mean, she she said yes, Did but. Did she say yes uh, when you were off stage? No, she, like, we were in the middle of a song, and I, like, asked, I can't believe I. You pulled away and said, yo, we should go out. No, I did it on mic. You did it on mic? Yeah. What did you say? I don't remember. I no, remember a little bit. I would think it's some something along the lines of like, "There's a special girl in the audience tonight." Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. And I think we had like just finished playing this like Red Hot Chili Peppers cover, <laughs> like, yes. which is the perfect moment to do it. Obviously, oh, yes. Um, what song was it? Uh, Tell the story. Number. Other side, I think it, it was. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be the song for this episode. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, don't do that, people. <laughs> no, that's, that's a great story. I love that. Oh, my God. No, but it's kind of a dick move. Like, it's kind of No, it super... is, but also, like, first of all, respect for recognizing that you had a moment and t- taking it. Two, you have the experience. She now has that experience. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that at minimum, like, that has to be, like, a positive, like, some on some level. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, in a, in a, in like a contest that's like about the coolest ways you've been asked out, like, oh yeah, some guy in a band playing guitar asked me out on stage At in an the middle of a show? song. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, she can punch it. I'm sure she's had time to punch it up. Yeah. So it sounds way like better than what I, but, but like, yeah, that's such a cool fucking thing. Like, I don't know, like, I think it's too bad. Yeah. I mean, I'll never do it again, but. No. It was... I, I. It's just, like, when you think about it, I'm, like, putting this person way on the spot, and, like... But, I mean, it's not like the show stopped, and the spotlight went, and, like, found her, and, what do you say? You said it to her, and she had time to think about it, and got to you right after the show. I think so. I don't remember. But, but I'm I, also assuming, like, if the pressure... If, like, if it wasn't, like, cool, she would have been, like, that was cool, or that wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I guess I operate with the idea where if I ask that question, I'm assuming that I can get. I'm I'm hoping that the safe the space is safe enough that I can, that the other person can say no. Sure. Which is why I always try to say to my friends, "You can say no, it's fine." Okay. Yeah. I uh, I I sort of operate now under the like. I don't I don't dig like public proposals. Agree. Personally. I just think it's it's I kind of that same thing. Like you know, you this is a private moment, and you're gonna like in the middle of Olive Garden or, like, the mall or whatever. Those don't sound very nice. No, well, <laughs> I, I mean, I have... I have in the middle of uh, an ice skating rink or... Yeah, those are not very romantic places. I was thinking public places. The mall. <laughs> yeah, the mall. Please don't propose at the mall. In front of PacSun. <gasps> Between the PacSun and the Auntie Anne's. And the fountain. The- I just remember the smell of pretzels. Whenever I, whenever I think of pretzels, I think of my engagement day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> such oh a such a romantic story. I had just finished my Jamba Juice, and I turned to throw away my cup, and there he was, on one knee. I could only see one of his lime green Crocs. He had the ring around a pretzel. <laughs> around well, pre- around the, our pretzel bite. Yeah. 
What's that place? The pretzel place? Oh, okay, yeah. You, okay, yeah. I already made that reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> back it up. Um, I feel like that's enough of a good segue to get to talking about... I don't know which episodes you've listened to, but... I'm very hesitant to talk about relationships on the show. Mm-hmm. You know why. Yeah. Yeah, so, like... I don't necessarily want it to get too deep. Yeah. Um, but do you have any, like, initial thoughts about how your relationship or relationships in general have an impact or have impacted your creative endeavors or career? Um, That's inclusive of a vague statement, right? No, I, I, I got what you... I got what you're laying down. Um, it's actually partially through a breakup why I'm even at the theater in, at all. Okay. Because... Here for that. Sure. So... Similar experience. Yeah, so... Well... Keep interrupting. Right when you get started. Okay, good. You want to... One more time? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that was a weird laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... The the mistake that I have made in in many of my past relationships I'll get into it is I exactly that I get into it like mm-hmm. I I make it, devote make it, everything. it yeah I make it everything like I devote everything to it mm-hmm. which is not I know I'm sure that got picked up I agree. <laughs> If you think it picked up, Millie walked in, and right when he said, "It just feels so," which pretty much says everything she that has I need such to good say. Timing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but well, I, I, I liked. I, I equated it to once or twice. I was searching for my own identity. I didn't have my own. Right. And so you searched the only way you're thought to, to think, which is I'm going to be in a relationship and find my my identity through that. Yeah. I, well, so I've kind of. I've kind of hopped around from relationship to relationship. Like, I haven't sp- spent a whole lot of time just being single, which is like I'm I'm cool with it. Like I well, you're in a different, you're in a completely different space now. Absolutely. So it's way different. Like I told, like I'm single right now. Like I totally get what you're saying about yeah. like, but I don't. Your your current relationship now with Samantha just seems so healthy and so. Uh, Healthy is the only word that... No, it, I mean, it is. So it's like, you get the benefits, like a certain benefits of being single, where it's mm-hmm. like, you have space to do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. I mean, um, that's really, that's well, like yeah, so, so, like I said, like, the, the mistake I've always made is, like, I would get in this relationship, and I, you know, would, like, all of her friends would become my friends, and your only friends, my only friends. Yeah. Okay. And part of that is too, like being relatively new to Richmond, exactly. you know, like I didn't go to college here, so I don't have that like wealth of, of past friends and, and saying, relationships and stuff like those I'm, connections. I moved here when I graduated. So I also yeah. didn't have any like built in right. like, opportunities to meet people. So, and you know, it can be kind of hard to sort of get out there and it's stuff. I think that we're like friends now when like we're talking about times when we really didn't have anybody. Yeah. Isn't that weird to like think like we have that? Yeah, no, I, I just, just have that made that connection. Well, so I, um, 
like I said, and I, I, in a lot of relationships that I've been in, I, I lose my identity. I become that person's boyfriend, like to the everyone around us. Like mm-hmm. I don't have my own thing, and it's, and especially moving in with that person too, which is a new thing. Which isn't I have just recently done with Samantha. Thank you. It's um, I I feel really good about it. I mean, is yeah. for, for the first time ever. But so I I needed and because at one point there was my relationship and my job and that was it. And um it's like you found something that you are passionate about that you want to devote time into that doesn't require somebody else. Right. And now you have another thing to devote time to. Yes. Which is a true manifestation of the thing my parents always told me, which was you need time to miss each other. Yes. You need your own thing. It's so important. Like it really, really is. And one thing that I have tried with this relationship, which for the first time ever is there would be some nights where, well, first of all, I lived on my own for like two years without like moving in with, with her. And y'all have been together for about two years. About two years, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a big thing, too, like, mm-hmm. having nights away. I have moved in with every relationship I've ever been in pretty quickly into it. So... I have a similar experience. So, I told I told her and I told myself, like, I'm not going to do that this time. And there were some nights where, you know, I'd be like, you know what? I just feel like sitting at home... And like playing Dark Souls, like and that's not, what and I want to do. And not having you around and it being okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that's the part where it's like it's super healthy. And I mean, I've, it's well documented on this show how I, I've literally been there's evidence of me before I had the experience where I realized like, oh, I want time away. Like I am comfortable with my person. Yeah. Now, um, to to want that and be okay with that mm-hmm. because. You don't, uh, I, I, those other relationships you were referencing and that I've also been through, like, you don't think that way. You never have that thought, so you never realize you're going without until you're looking back and saying, yeah. damn, I'm uncomfortable, what's going on? What's, mm-hmm. what's wrong? And you say, oh, fuck, it's that. Well, so, and it, it, was, it was interesting, too, because I was listening to Taylor's episode most recently, and... <clears throat> Like, I think I texted you, and I was like, there's a lot of stuff in there that I, like, connected to because that was also my experience and also your experience, too, that the similar, like, w- w- like living with my ex, you know? Oh, my gosh. I, t- I told the, the story of sleeping on the couch, right? Yes, and yeah. I I was doing the same thing. Yeah. Like, I, like, the living room was, like, my... Where you lived. My, where I lived. Where, where and she that, avoided. And that was when I, like, realized, like, no, if I... If I'm going to be in a relationship, I need to have more substance to bring to the table. I think about that all the time. Yeah. Because anytime you have, like, a weak moment where you are feeling lonely or whatever it is... I mean, everybody has everybody has moments like that. And, like, to me, the, the empowering thing is when I, in that moment or through that moment, remember or find or re-realize, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that's what I need to do. Yeah. And I'm not doing it right now, so I need to get right back on that. What's nice about Samantha is that I get lazy, just period, and she checks me on that. 
Oh, I love that. She doesn't let me get comfortable, which is, which is good. So great. Um, I'm so about it. Because that's that's also the mistake I've made before. Is like, oh no, we're good. Like this is this is fine. Like this is working, and it's not. A lot of times it's on me, but I don't realize that because I'm just like, no, everything's like everything's fine, and you know, then then you realize that everything's not fine. But with with this with Samantha, like it's it's very. Uh, I guess checks and balances, if that makes sense. It's this It's this idea of feeling comfortable enough in the relationship that you guys are in to say, I'm not going anywhere, mm-hmm. and I know that you're not either, so if I'm going to continue to be happy, this is what I want. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you. And, and, and I guess I think about it in terms of just like... Um, you know, I mean, I've been in relationships and I've gotten comfortable and that's kind of usually what kind of takes them out when they're not like meant to be around or meant to last or meant to only be that little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now where it's like if I was with somebody who I thought was sticking around and I was investing time in, I'd be like, take me out or like make me feel, make, make, make me feel good. Like, yeah. Like this is, we, we've committed to the idea that you are somebody who is, is going to bring me joy mm-hmm. and... I'm sorry, it's not always going to be just by you being yourself. Yeah. I accept you for you being yourself, and I'm here for, like, what that entails. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing this. This is what we've agreed on. You need to do more. You need to put in some effort. You need to uh, to make this make this worth it. Why are we together if we're not going to go out on a date? Like, that's kind of what we... Well, and, and, of course, this all is all contingent on the idea that... You both have agreed to that. Yeah. That's what you like to do. That's what you want to do. That's the expectation. You've agreed on the expectation of, like, sometimes you get lazy and she says whatever she says, like, take me out or whatever. Mm. Like, let's go do something. Yeah. Or she'll initiate or she'll take the place for it. I don't know. I just think it's it's the idea of we've agreed to this and I'm somebody who, or we found a place where it's comfortable to be like, hey, this is what I want. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it is important to sort of revisit, like, every once in a while, like, hey, is, is everything good? Is this working for you? Mm-hmm. Are She's you also happy? very perceptive. Oh, yeah. Like, insanely intuitive. Mm-hmm. Like, and empathetic, and, and almost empathic. Like, she knows, like, if some, and she does it all the time with a lot of people. She'll be, like, talking to them and be like, are you okay? Like She's done to me. You seem kind of weird right now. We have a... For somebody... Well, actually, with, it's, it's so... It, and I'm going to go ahead and, I guess, better at what I'm saying to connect a little bit of context for people. Mm-hmm. You guys... Two, you two individually are some of the greatest people. You are so <laughs> supportive, so loving, so present for every conversation that we have. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely feel... I think that's why we've stayed close, because we've had minimal contact. Like, we just know each other through friends. Yeah. But, like... There's just this genuine, like... She also introduced us. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there's this this genuine, like, I vibe with you. I am invested. I'm putting a, gen, a, a just a general in, initial investment, and I do that, too, with people. Yeah. And we both have never let... Uh, me and you and me and her have never let that kind of falter. And so, like, we'll talk in verse. We'll talk in text. We'll see each other. We'll, like, have a great conversation. We'll be very present for it. Yeah. And you guys have that supportiveness. You guys have that... 
um, ability to be perceptive. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Samantha just keys in on like what I want to hear, what I need to hear, what she thinks I want to hear mm-hmm. and genuinely believes and just shares, just is, is comfortable giving. Yep. And you are similar in that way where, um, you give, you give something that I really love is, is a general inquisitiveness. If you're talking to somebody, you like, you have a couple questions or you want to hear their thoughts or you're willing to give them the floor and no, and people love that. People love being able to talk. And I mean, i I love, I love asking people questions and getting them an actual response as much as I love when someone asks me a genuine question mm-hmm. and I get to give them a response. Yeah. So two, when you put two people like that together, I'm just saying like, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get understanding. We're and gonna, you're going to get, um, what you deserve. We're going to burn this you're gonna <laughs> whole burn, thing you're, down. You're going to burn some shit down for sure. You have, you guys have the power and energy to do so. I believe that. I, yeah. Um, that, that, that's why it's like, Cause when, and this might be so off base for me to say, but like when people move in together, everyone has a thought, everyone has their own opinion. Mm -hmm. And the first thought I had with you two and similar to the situation your roommate had with their new like life change, both times I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. I'm so happy. I love it. And that was my genuine first thought. So like, to me, it's like, of course, like that's the context that I've built. There it is. I mean, giving it, giving it the time that it's been given like it deserves that it deserves deserves. time to breathe right people are so i mean there's that whole instant gratification thing where it's like Mm -hmm. i start this thing and i'm i thought ahead so like let's be there now yeah no you gotta fucking sit and stew and be in that and have maybe negative anxious thoughts or like experience the journey so that it means something it means what you think yeah sure sure I'm totally hogging this, but I have so many thoughts about all these things. No, no, no. I, it's fine. I'm here for it. I, um, uh, yeah, it is important. And I, I didn't want to make that same mistake, uh, this time around. Oh, of course not. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you get to a point where you stop making the same mistake. It starts to affect you and you start to hone in on it. Right. right. Well, people are pattern oriented individuals um lizard brains our lizard brains get locked into into patterns so those mistakes that we make you know a lot of them are deeply ingrained into our sort of psyche i guess i don't the neural pathways have been formed and it takes some effort to change to yeah to break those i don't remember where i heard the term neural pathways but to me that's the best way to illustrate what you're trying to say yeah. And I love that as an illustration point. No, it makes sense. It is. And it is like it's little a, it, canals in your brain. Because that's, I mean, it's the default way of thinking. And and the, and the what I've really loved and what has been the source of my growth is changing those and recognizing it's hard to do. Yeah, it is. It is really hard to do. And it's I am. hard to do. Yeah. And I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm at least past the start. I mean, I guess the idea of setting an attention to try, I mean, I'm not... No, and that's exactly, that's, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but that's all to, to, you know, bring it back to Samantha, that's all she ever asks is to just try. Well, because, and that's the thing, is like, when you don't try, she's like... Hey, try real quick. Exactly. And it's just like, oh, thank you. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, here's the analogy I got. It's like on poker night when, when you're the dealer and pot's good and no one's left the cards and everyone's going to look at you. It's like, 
just tell me as soon as you notice that mm-hmm. it's ready because I might not be paying attention and I'm not going to feel disrespected. Yeah. I have to do it for some of y'all assholes. So, like, if I slip up, like, let me slip up. But, like, it's the it's the acceptance. It's, it's it goes right back to improv. It's the fact that, like, whatever you do, I'm going to accept and support as best I can. Yep. But, it, but I really need you to also bring it because if you don't bring it, I can't really bring it. And then it's a bad show. And it's a bad relationship. Kind right. Of thing. Yep. So, like, oh, it's a... It's, uh, Characters can disagree, but improvisers shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have disagreements in your relationship, but the people in the relationship shouldn't disagree about how it should be going on. Definitely. Maybe that last bit was, like, such a stretch, but just the idea of, like, it's okay to disagree sometimes, but, like, certain things, like, you got to be on the same page about it or else it's not going to work. Yeah. Not going to work at all. Not at all. And, you know, I have I have learned that over time. Um... <laughs> yeah. I feel like we just, like, fleshed out this, like, large amount of, like, thought. Yeah, well, I mean, relationships is such a, a a deep well of experiences and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but I, I, I forget where I was going with that. Well, I feel like you need a second. It's also gotten chilly in here. Like yeah. In a hot second. Uh, I feel like after that... Like word bomb, like how do you how do you feel right now? I how long do you think we've been going for? I have no perception of time right now. I think it's been like two hours. Wow, really? Um, I can actually tell you probably more specifically. But uh, how, how do you feel? How do you think? It's, I mean, is this what you expected? I think that's one of my favorite things to ask people like towards the end. It's like, what did you expect, and what has it been? It's been it's been better than my expectations. I didn't really know what to expect. This is the first podcast I've ever been on. Having listened to a lot of podcasts, sure. it's wild to be a part of one. Okay, we're at about, we probably started about 2.45. Uh-huh. So, we're about an hour and a half. Yeah. I, um, I, I feel good. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you came wanting to get into that you didn't? Um, no. Or anything that you thought of that you'd want to? The only other thing I had on here was, I had two things. I had casually crushable, which is what this, uh, it says on this can. Mm-hmm. Um, bingo beer. Oh, bingo lager. Bingo lager. Don't tell my boss. Classically crushable, modestly modern. It's it's a it's a good beer. I've enjoyed it. I just uh, classically crushable. I want to know what they mean by that. Like, are they saying like you can crush these casually, or like it's or sorry, classically? It's a classically crushable. I've never heard of this beer before. So how can, really? how can it be classic? Because it's, it's everywhere. Bingo beer? No. Yeah. Never never seen the label, never... They're, I like it. I mean, I get it. I would I would order this again. They're in, like, they're in Scott's edition. They have, like, an arcade in there. It's a cool It's a cool place. Oh, bingo. bingo. Oh, that's the new place. Okay, I haven't been yet. I've this is place. their beer. Okay, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. They're newer. And I only got it because I was there last night. <laughs> so, but I like it. I What I look for in a lot of beers is just something, well, there's no other way to put it, but classically crushable. Gross. That just seems so gross. No, just, like, <laughs> I like this beer because it's simple, and I, it's simple. I look for simplicity in I, beer. For some reason, I was thinking, I need something to grab onto. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that means, I just need something to grab onto. I don't need it to, like, have 8 million hops in it. I don't need it to be passion fruit flavored just or whatever it is something that yanks me like there's like fear oh that fish hooks me i just like that. want something in my hand 
Something to sip on. Something to sip on. I realize I'm a slow, like, I sip. Like, how, how much, are you almost done with that? Uh, no, I think I've still got, like, a quarter left or whatever. About half. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm real, pretty slow. Um, so that was weird. I wrote that down really early on. No, that's a good, um, modestly modern. Uh, going back, uh, what was that about? It was something that... Boise? Was, Going back going to back your hometown? Out. The other thought I had was I went back to some old jobs that I had uh, left. Mm. And uh, while well, I was transitioning to a new a new place of employment. Yeah. Um, I left most amicably, but, like, I had two run-ins with um, two former jobs mm. and kind of realizing, like, I made the right decision. Yeah. Making a, making, a, making a move, making a change, and thinking, like, every place I've moved from, I probably made the right move getting to where I am. So I, I, tr- I trust more of myself to make those decisions. Well, what, what it was for me going back was that I realized that everything that I loved about Boise, Richmond had... And was also better, if that makes sense. I get what you're saying, just in the idea of like, this is these are the highlights. Those would be the lowlights, mm-hmm. or like the things I might enjoy. But there's like so much more. Yeah. And like, and I'm I, sure, I have, I, I'm sure Boise again. We we we're not shitting on Boise. No, we're not. I love you, Boise. But I don't think they're improv. If Boise's listening, if Boise's listening, we love Boise. <laughs> they probably are. I mean, that's great, and, and yeah, I think it's just like this is where I am now in my life. The idea of, like, well, I think that was something I said, too, is just, like, I'm in a different place, I'm in a different person, I'm a different thing. No, and that's exactly, yeah, when you said that, I was like, yeah, that you might... be a new pot to grow in. That might be why I had that experience going back, because I was like, I am a completely different person now yeah. from when I left Boise. Like, completely different. Yeah. I never thought I'd, like, be doing comedy or, like, whatever. I, and doing it well. And 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 classically crushing it. Ooh, ooh, why did I wait so long to bring that up? We could have had so many references. <laughs> <laughs> Those, that, this, is, this is a joke that's only for the people who listen to the entire episode. <laughs> right, yeah. Some of y'all bastards check out in an hour, I've heard. By the way, friend. how dare you? Ah. How dare you? I mean, I get it. It's a, There's a lot... I have the time to listen. <laughs> that was a weird sound. I can, I can. I wonder how many different laughs I have. Digest. You do have a lot of unique laughs. I, I've, I've stopped caring and just started letting go and letting whatever sound comes out happen. I have that thing where I, like, this is the thing that people have, where I, I adapt my laugh to whoever I'm with. Oh, interesting. Like. Certain people laugh a certain way, and I'll find myself laughing that way as well. So I'm just leading you on a wild goose chase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're creating Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I like the uh, the breathy one where it's like, <laughs> that's one of my that's one of my favorites. I uh, I today at the summit. Have you ever was... workshopped different laughs? No, but I do notice when new ones come out. Okay. Um, I finally did the Ryan Clatterbug giggle. <laughs> something close to that today, naturally. Um, when I was talking to someone at the summit, Tom Hall. Shout out Tom Hall. Mm, shout out Tom Hall. <laughs> Does he need more shout outs? He's going to be on the show soon. Oh, okay. We're going to record it sometime next week, too. Looking forward to that. I am, too. We had a really fun like, 10 minute combo the other night. I wonder if I met him today. Yeah, the mustache? If I did meet you, <laughs> Tom, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
He won't listen to this. He won't. I don't think he's ever listened to this. I just think everybody listens to this. That's so sweet. But also so misled. (laughs) Well. The numbers are not strong enough that the whole coalition is listening. And uh, there's so many episodes. It's like, do you think everyone goes to see every riot? No. No. There's no way everyone listens to every episode. You don't even listen to every episode. That's true. So, like... I will say... I have a wide selection, and people pick a couple that they want to listen to. Fine by me. I don't care. I... Because you hear less, and I get to say the same things again. I fully... Think that no one will hear this episode. So people will hear this episode. People I will hear this episode. I know. I can think of at least ten people who will listen to this episode. Okay. So, so take solace in that, and it'll get it'll get like sixty plus downloads guaranteed. Word. If that makes you feel better, it that doesn't matter. But um, oh, I was gonna. I had something about. Oh, you know what? I would be surprised about mm. if somebody has listened to every episode. Okay. That would surprise the hell out of me. I I will say that. There there will be a point where I have listened to every episode. We'll I just haven't really... When there's a lot. This is 75. Yeah. I mean, there's also like... This is kind of... This is a milestone. That, I love no, 70, round numbers. 75 is, is a good... I didn't know that. You are 75. 75 is a good number. Coming after Sham. Yeah. 74. 75. I realized just now that I don't have... I haven't done the producer social media, so I gotta catch up. Mm. Pick a song, pick up ambassador. You, you're following a live episode too. Yeah. How does that feel? Feels good. I was there. I wasn't even there at the live. Yeah, I know. <laughs> did they make fun of me? Uh, no. Interesting. I thought they would do. That oh no, they time. actually they did. They said that the most ambassador thing was that. That's right. The real host isn't at the show. That's right. Cool. Told me about that, and I was like, I. Uh, if I needed to host a show, I could, but I don't want to take that joke away. Like, just took a joke. Yeah, that was a I still a wild ride. I heard, and I'm super bummed because I love that show, and it would have been super fun to be up there. But uh, mm-hmm. the situation kind of delegated so many so many things, like led to wanting to do that. Yeah, and I'm really glad Matthew got to host that show because I uh, just love him so much, and he's so good at it. He did a good job, and I I think he probably realized that it. It's probably better to just let whatever's happening unfold and that's what than I, that's to what take I the reins. Da Vinci and the Johnson. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, the idea of bringing a house team is, like, they know each other, so they're going to talk. And I know Ambassador was, like, hanging out before, so, like, they probably were, like, warm. Da Vinci, too, and I think the Johnsons tried. Yeah, uh, But they yeah. had, like, the, not the numbers that they wanted, which, uh, to quote them directly, fuck the Johnsons. <laughs> and everyone who's on here, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite yeah oh so funny yeah I mean it is a, a wild format like it, mm-hmm. you have like eight people on stage and they're all like got something to say oh, or whatever that's... like with this like it's the two two the one on one it's a lot easier to sort of yeah and we also what I love about it is there's some we have some privacy in the face and like, I can be like waving up here and I can do yeah. thing and it's like there's I I'm, I'm, down. I'm, I'm doing a rude gesture. It's very rude. It's <sighs> This is even <laughs> this is even ruder. Wow. In my home. Yeah. I didn't even know you could do that with your fingers. Yeah. They had a thing in elementary school they had us do, it was this, which is way too close to this, which is what you were just doing. Well oh. this, this be quiet. So my high school mascot was the wolf, so the we, we did like, that. My kindergarten. Yeah. Which spoiler? That's a I used to the, unpleasant slap. 
<laughs> that does not slap. The uh, the first the episode zero we opened with ASMR. I think oh Tom's good. Like, that's just as unpleasant. It's just a little. Just I think a, there's a couple episodes too where like I Peter Piper eating. picked a pack of pickled peppers. That's why I had the pop filter. Yeah, you got those plosives on point. Oh, oh, snuck through. I uh, there has to be at least. 15 episodes I've eaten on and there has to be at least 12 of them I hate I do not like eating in podcasts no it's it's the worst it is the fucking worst sound but sometimes it's out of necessity for like I need to eat or like they brought food yeah Lori brought a cheese a cheese cutting board and some cheese and like meat I also don't like when or whatever she brought crackers people are eating something or drinking something which has happened on this show and they don't talk about what they're eating or drinking well we did talk about we did and i thought you were going i thought it was like a bit of the show to like not reference what's being consumed which interesting well i mean like sometimes i just don't think about like i yeah no there there have been so many episodes where like yeah this beer or this like drink what are you drinking what what the fuck is it i don't even remember too because it's also random yeah i've actually been uh Busting out more of the back the backlog. Oh, like a, a bottle of wine or like the uh, Maserati from Scott. Did you listen to his episode? No, but I I recommend. I will. That one. That one's the longest episode ever. Okay. It's three hours. Wow. Three hours. Yeah, it's weird. You don't most of think about the. T- well, I did it first. I was like, I don't know how like that's gonna get <laughs> filled, but here we are now. Yeah, we're almost uh, almost at two. Classically crushing it. I think we should, I think I had to pee again. It's funny because we didn't like audibly notate the last break. <laughs> so me just saying like I have to pee again and then like immediate pause makes no sense. Well, it does now. Because I explained it. Yeah. Um, and then so let's see, imposter uh, syndrome, Samantha. Um, here, here's something I want to. Just get a quick thought on. Okay. So she is an intern now, and she's, like, taking a class. Mm-hmm. Does it feel weird having your partner in your space? Uh, okay, so I did I did have some... Thoughts. Some, um... Hesitation. Hesitations about it at first. Well, in insofar as we are in this relationship together, I'm, I'm trying to, like... Yeah. Um, and this is somewhere that I have been for months. Uh-huh. I have been in the part of the community for months. Yeah. And <coughs> you being there. Yeah. I, I think you have every right to have the thoughts of like wanting to, to like. So at first I was a little bit like you're encroaching on my space. Fair. That, that's what I want to say is I want, I want, I want to say that I think it's fair to have thoughts and have the discussion. Yeah. Which, and we did. And. I, I eventually realized that that's kind of selfish of me to say a little bit. Um, and also, like, if 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 she wants to do it, like, absolutely, I'm going to support it. She's also going to be amazing at oh, it. Yeah. Like, hands down. I can't wait for her, like, one-on-one show. Um, and, and again, I want to, I guess, reiterate, and I've had, like, couples on the show yeah um and i've asked them about different things where it's like 
you guys have a healthy relationship as is, so, like, <coughs> I don't see how the involvement in the theater would, like, change that. No. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, we're we're living together now, and, you know, and I've also, like, I've I've been at the theater enough now to where, like, I might have my group <coughs> that I, like... Gel with, gel with, with and chill your with friends or your teammates, right? And she's gonna have her group her own or whatever. Or and they might overlap, but like the thing is, is you have your own relationships with them. She, You're not dependent on yeah. you know my boyfriend. It's more like oh yeah, no one might date or whatever. And the thing is too, like being on a house team now, like she's obviously gonna try to be at like every show I'm at anyway to support to support. And so now she's an intern, so she just. We'll be gets well. to be there anyway. It was mm-hmm. is kind of awesome. Like I at first, like I said, I had hesitations about it, but now I'm kind of like it's a little bit like having my cake and eating it too. And I think that the idea is it's like the healthiness of the relationship is it equal to like you can have cake and eat it, mm-hmm. but you can't have too much of it. Yeah, you have to be very careful about the way you go about it. And I think you guys both are. I think I, I think that's the idea is communication and approaching it in a way that's like, let's, let's remain healthy and let's be individuals. I think so. I, I think that's kind of the theme of my late 20s is yeah, individualism. For sure. And I love that. And I, I mean, like I said, I've talked to, I know people who, like uh, Grayson Dashnell on Trash Bang. Uh-huh. Um, just to say that they've been on several creative projects um, solo, mm-hmm. also together. They do Trash Bang. So yeah. like... I look at them and I say, like, you can do it. Yeah. So, I mean, so maybe, like, who gets to share the thing that they're passionate with with their significant other? Mm-hmm. Like, not a lot of people get to do that. I agree, yeah. You know, so, and, like, may, maybe this leads to, like, her and I having, like, our own, like, indie team or something yeah. like that. Joe and Gretchen have a thing that they do, and that's very funny. Right. And and, 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 I, and I haven't said this to them, and I hope it's not offensive or mean to anybody, but, like, when I when I heard it for the first time, I was like, "That's not gonna work." Mm-hmm. That was my first initial thought because, like, the thought my first thought is like, "You don't mix those things." Yeah. But then I saw two people who like are like in a good good place. Yeah. Prove me wrong, and it's like, okay, well, now I need to stop being a dick and thinking I know what's up when I haven't done it. Right. And it's possible. It's possible it if is. you go about it the right way. And I'm happy to admit I was wrong. Yeah. Because they they've done so good several times. I'm also happy. That you're wrong too, because mm-hmm. it, it it gives me hope that it is like possible or yeah, whatever. Absolutely. But, but like I said, like you know, she she might have her own sort of pathways or whatever through through like the theater oh, yeah. community. She's gonna be on her own te- own teams, whether it's indie or otherwise. Can be in her own shows, whatever she's into. The other thing too is she knows way more people in the theater than I do. Yeah. <laughs> so like like yeah, like. She introduced me to you. She introduced me to Matthew. Like, and okay. she knew you, y- y'all, like way before like we met. That's so, true. like, well, yeah. how can I say like this is my place when she was already like established in the community? She knew people who are in the community pretty ankle deep. At least. Exactly, which is why I was like, no, I have, n- I have no place. I've taken like <laughs> four classes or whatever. I mean. I guess my thought process is you guys have your own footing in there. And right. as someone who's a part of that, I think that's what you want to hear. You want to hear someone say, like, I don't view you as a couple. When I think of you, I think of you as separate people. Yeah, and I, I and have... I remember you guys are together, and I'm like, oh, there's magic in the world. Two wonderful people are, are spending time together a lot of the time. Thank you. That is... Oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Can we just 
recognized. Everyone listening heard the weirdest thing. I said something really nice. And you said a very heartfelt, thank you. And then... You said, oh... Am I making it better? It's so much worse. I love sitting by this fire that you set up. I think everyone is turning this podcast off now. <laughs> yeah, then we've lost every listener. Um, but yeah, so... I don't know. I, I, I just think it's... Um, it's part of the... It's part of the discussion I'm comfortable having with the relationship. Mm-hmm. This is like, well... What's the next step? What's the goal? What's the what's the new thing I've discovered? And it's like, be a healthy individual, take care of yourself, and then find someone who you like spending time with. Yeah, you know, whatever, go from there. I'm not like here to like define the steps, but the idea of like my new thought process has gone from I want someone to I want to find someone, but I don't know how to like talk to them. Yeah, just to being like, no, I want to be an individual and I want to talk to everybody, and then you like vibe with somebody. Yeah, and that's. The reason I stopped talking about relationships and uh, Sean was the person who brought it up and now I'm talking about it again, I guess. Yeah. But like, you know, this this feels like an episode, I'm really glad we did this episode because it's like, I'm talking to somebody who I think is in a very healthy relationship and the fact that I get to like, talk about it mm-hmm. and talk about the healthy things instead of talking about unhealthy things. No, definitely. And I... Uh... I'm really good at finding the precise moments to, like, cut me off. Like, I'm done talking to you, like, no, definitely. I'm like, perfect. Yeah, I, well, no, I just, uh, I didn't want to, go, like, go to that, like, place and talk about, like, unhealthy relationships and stuff. Because, like, sometimes it does help to hear a, a success story or whatever. Positive uh, yeah. perspective. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, I think so. I think, well, and then it's, like, well, then, then you mine from there. It's like we talked about how you would manage uh, being in the same community. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> and, like, that is something completely separate from relationships, just managing a specific relationship in the same space. Mm-hmm. If I, it, It's similar to, like, if I had a best friend who took one class... And I took a class after him, so we were in completely different classes. Mm-hmm. We, it's very similar where it's like we have our own relationship, yeah. but it's going to be completely altered with when we're at the theater. Yep. And that, that to me makes me way more uncomfortable than the situation that you're in now. Yeah. Which, thank you, for, thank you for being candid about it because it could be used very personal, but I don't know, I guess the thought process, the, 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 the goal, the way you want it to be perceived is talking about it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I have, I, like I said, I have had my thoughts about it and we have worked past that and that's the healthiest thing. It's yeah. Fucking it's Fucking happened. You it. Fucking communication. Uh, you listen to the show. Thank you for listening to the show. I, um, thank you for having the show for me to listen to. It's so funny. I, I've had a lot of thoughts about this show lately and they've kind of ranged from, is this now a responsibility? Because I'm so busy and I struggle to find guests. I missed a week mm-hmm. in March, and it was like the first week I've missed other than... I missed it, the last January. I missed a week. Yeah. Um, coming back, I had some someone cancel, and I didn't feel the time. But, like... Do you get any phone call? I think so. Well, Do you need to check it? Oh, uh, no. Just check it. I think, I think. Um, 
And so I get I get text messages and uh, comments on, in person from people that will tell me positive things. Um, how they listen, how they enjoyed this episode, or yeah. how they were in a car of people talking about it. It came a conversation, or they were listening on a road trip to one of their friends' episodes. Yeah. And to me, I, I think that's kind of a different kind of inspiring in a way sure. where it's like not many people get to hear about their influence. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about all the times you performed. How many times have you gotten actual feedback from somebody who said, I saw you on stage or I saw you do this. We, I, one thing that I, I, I don't mean to sound like braggy, but it, sure. it's a cool thing on, uh, and I'm totally outing everyone else in dad's cologne, uh, Anthony, Dan and Pete on diff- on several different occasions on dating apps uh-huh. people have recognized us from that short film we did whoa do you remember that no no we did a short film called the superheroes oh right yeah 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 for, i actually for our friend uh nick yeah yeah uh, nick garfield and uh our friend nick was in the same class as him oh okay he's someone who reached out to me about it and said i saw you on i saw you on tv today oh okay yeah the editing process and so like i'm trying to remember where i fucking started talking about this Superheroes being recognized, getting feedback from, from like dating apps. But there's something right before that. Getting feedback, getting direct feedback. What was right before that? From people who listen to the show. People who listen to the show. Okay, perfect. So, like, how many times have you gotten direct feedback from something that you made or created? Oh, right. Like from playing music. Like, I can think of every time I've been recognized or said something to by somebody who wasn't like a friend, playing like good set. Yeah. But like. Stopping me on the street or recognizing me like you were in that show on Friday. Yeah, um, there, I mean, there is something about that like good set thing. Like, yeah, sometimes it's not like very helpful. It, sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes it's more of an acknowledgement of like I'm an improviser. I had nothing specific to say, right. but I want to recognize like I enjoyed what you just did. I'm also like just in my head like, are you just saying this because you have exactly. to? Exactly. Like, are you just being polite? Yeah. Because because I I mean I'll be honest. I've said it to be polite sometimes. Sure. Um, so never, so have I. But yeah, but it, it's the right thing to do because I've gotten off stage and been told good set, and I know in my head it's like, no, it wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> we know it wasn't. And I think to them I'll probably just be like, thank you. But you know what? Like I would I again like almost coming full circle to talking about like commenting on people's art or whatever yeah i will always be more supportive than negative oh of course and that the only time i ever give feedback is when i think it's very vital that someone says something yeah or uh when i'm asked for it yeah because you know just like i have a critique for you um like cool i don't but all the things i was saying was just to say like with with a show like this where I talk, I bitch all the time about how no one sends me emails. I don't really care anymore. I think I for some reason I cared early on about wanting to know if people were listening. Uh-huh. And and so lately, when I've been like thinking about like what am I capable of doing? What's the value of it? Like I have people like you or people like notably Kale, mm-hmm. um, Joe is someone else who listens. I know fairly regularly and and will happily tell me about an episode he liked and it just it means a lot to me and so like I just say like to receive feedback to be recognized for doing a thing whether it's the dumb fun I say dumb playfully uh, the video we did with Nick yeah or like uh, I still haven't seen that yet by it's, the on, way. it's on our Facebook somewhere. I need to I need to watch it it's on YouTube yeah it's uh it was fun yeah um 
But like, so to to do those experiences, to have to have that feedback, to have someone be able to say like this thing that you're doing, like I appreciate it, and I'm uh, I'm talking to you like somebody who gets it. Yeah, you get it. You knew the breakfast question was coming. Like, yeah, you can reference things. I don't have to explain things. So like, I don't know. To have that to me is just it's cool because it's like proving that I, the network I'm trying to build is like possible. Cause I built a small network with my, with my little show for sure. Um, I don't know. It's just having support is incredible. We talk about supportive community, but yeah, but to have support on the podcast, which is completely independent of the theater mm-hmm. to me is just like, I'm, I'm happy to damn. happy to do it. It's big. It's like, it's, something I, it's something, it's something I didn't say. It's like finding a relationship, finding like someone who loves you. Like, this is a pure representation of me. Well, it's it's almost like when People you like it. Um, when you light a candle in a dark room, that candle is going to burn brighter than like than anything because it's the only source of light in the room. So when you have one, I'm not saying I'm the one, but like when it just in general, when you have one supporter or is more like one, that one feedback like very bright that yeah i'm gonna pay more attention to it well and it's also it's invaluable i mean it's like it it's going to Im- inform every decision to make on the, the rest I think that you about do. it all the time so i think about what you say and what he says and what like I said joe says and everyone else like yeah i think about it all the time Especially when I'm, when I'm doing podcast stuff, like it'll cross my mind. And eventually, okay. it will be 500 candles, or however much. Is that the song title? A thousand candles in the wind. A thousand. Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Five hundred. Five hundred. Twenty-five thousand. What is it? I don't 5, know. Six hundred minutes in the wind. <laughs> candles. How do you candle? Candle a candle. <laughs> um, casually crushable. We are almost done with these. Uh, critiquing your art. I think. I think if you ever stop trying to improve, I, I've been really big on feedback lately. Like, yeah, I don't know if this was the right move or not, but like after their first meeting at practice, like I like, I don't say corner my coaches, but like I stayed after and I'm like, yo, I want feedback on notes. Uh huh. Um, and like I attend that workshop specifically for like, you know, they're, they're working on giving feedback, like they're going to get good feedback. Yeah. But in positions where I get to like get that. So for me, I love the idea of self critique, but I also really like reaching out to people who listen or see, which I guess relates back to the podcast thing where it's like, I like asking for emails or people like getting insight because mm-hmm. it helps me make a better show. I've had people, the reason, one of the reasons I like refocus on like the, the goal of the show is because someone mentioned it to me. Yeah. Every time I make a change, it's like someone mentioned something to me or I mentioned them to myself. The self critique about relationships, taking that off the show and cutting it down to like minimum an hour. Yeah. Was a big deal. Was feedback with self critique. Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah, no, there, there are no, yeah, I, <clears throat> there are, self critiques that can be productive. And I think I, I said that already. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to approach it in that sort of self-constructive way, not self-destructive. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, that's getting right back to the theme of this episode, which is the healthy relationships, mm-hmm. like being, being very conscious and being methodical and smart about it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. The last thing I have written on here from this episode. 
is fashion. Fashion. You remember that? That was at the very beginning. Yeah. Boy, you is always dressed fine. Thank you. I I really appreciate hearing that. I put too much thought into it sometimes. I... Whenever I'm, like, getting ready to go somewhere, I have a a bit of an anxiety attack, and I'll, like, try on different, like, iterations of, like, outfits. Like, I love to make it look effortless, but it's not effortless. I think I look at you and say, you put the, you put, you put thought into your outfit. I I do, I do. Yeah. I, I, I try to put thought into it, but I don't have the pieces that I like, and you've put a lot of thought into the pieces, and that's something that I struggle with. It's like, I get how to match, how to, like, kind of get that, like. I think I'm I'm in I'm in on some of the knowledge, uh-huh. but it's building and getting the pieces. That's a struggle for me. Yeah, I've I've spent a long time like <laughs> when I moved to Richmond, I was wearing tie dye shirts and like jeans that were two sizes too big. Like that was my look, and also cargo pants and sandals. Like describe mostly me. That was my when I moved here. My thing, um, and. And then, at one point, I, like, wore bow ties and, like, vests. And that was, like, all the time. Like, I would go to, like, community college and, like, have, like, a tie and a vest and, like, stuff. And then I was, like... Goofy, goofy, goofy boy. And and (laughs) over time, just sort of, like... One point, I realized that was way too much. Like, you just... I'm not going to go to a backyard barbecue wearing a bow tie. Like, I could, but... I respect it, but it, it, I would say, yeah, it looks like you're trying really hard. Exactly. Exactly. That's my honest, that's my honest opinion. And, but no, I just, like, I I remember, uh, like, at one point watching these, like, videos of... Um, it was, like, how I get dressed or something like that. And yeah, so it was like one of the videos was like the dude, one of the dudes from Chromio, uh, which is a like I think of the lyric from the gorilla song Chromio, Chromio, each day. I don't know that one. (laughs) It's it's probably not the right lyric. It's just what I think. But they're like a stupid. (laughs) They're like an they're like an electro funk duo. They're they're fucking badass. Like check them out if you can. Um, I'm still playing Red Hot Chili Peppers for your song. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so like these videos were like, it was literally a video of this person getting dressed, like their routine of like how they get dressed. But also there's a voiceover where they talk about their influences of like style and stuff like that. Like, Oh, like I grew up in the Bronx and like, so there was like this influence or like, you know, something like that. And I just like that, like fascinated me. I was just like, style is a way how you, a way to present yourself to the world. Yes. And I, I used to, Obviously, with the bow ties and whatnot, I used to give way too much thought into it, and I still do to some degree. But um, then eventually, I realized like nobody cares. Nobody, <laughs> like nobody, nobody gives a shit. No one notices. No one like cares. I used to think like I'm gonna walk into the room and people are gonna notice like oh that like shirt those shoes like whatever. Nobody they might think that for a second. And, and you know what? Some people might talk about it, but yeah. that's kind of the end of it. And then if they think about you again, it's like, good dresser. Or like, weird dresser. Or mm-hmm. like, I don't think about how he dresses. And 
it's also like kind of how you put off like watching movies for certain experiences. I also like uh there's there's certain like uh like aspects of like when I go shopping, I'm like I spend way too much time like hemming and hawing about whether I'm gonna like buy this particular like piece or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I sit in my head and I think like what am I gonna use this for? Like what when am I going to be uh like out in this like particular shirt, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um and so being a performer there you have you do have that like presentation like you are out there and there's also specific, presenting like, yourself outlines and looks you can go for uh-huh yeah, yeah. so I, I i think about it a lot performing yeah absolutely i'm like that the outfits i choose are all very plain uh-huh I and mean, i'm wearing a logo t-shirt today because i don't but like, this is rare yeah because i'm usually like thinking dressing like a performer Right, exactly. And the notes that I have gotten about, like, how to dress for a show do help a lot. I also, like, I don't have too many, like, logo tees, graphic tees. You just wear hats a lot. I wear hats every day. It's fine. You mean you pull off every look you have? I never leave the house without a hat. I I wish I could pull off hats better. I wish I could pull off not having a hat. Me too. Yeah. Trying to figure out this hair situation. I need a haircut. I like the wings. Yeah, it's it's getting out of hand. Good. I'm gonna. I feel like my beard situation is getting out of hand. Yeah, I'm, mine too. You like? I, yeah, like <laughs> yes, you. you yes, yours is no. You, I, that's a good. It's like a. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. You like how I doubled? I, I made sure we came back. So you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You turned that right around. Ah, uh, we missed something. Hang on. What did I say about I'll be supportive rather than critical? I think we finally get two hours. How do you feel? I feel good. We got a lot out. I think we did. I went over everything on the list. But That's good. We made it to everything. We made it to the other side. Made it that to the, the other side. Oh, boy. Um, well, you know how we end the show. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>